Welcome to the His Plan for You podcast. Join Pastor Gio in a series of powerful messages that will encourage, uplift, and inspire. Discover God's perfect plan for your life today. <clears throat> so we're talking about what? 2 Corinthians 5.21 you were made the righteousness of God. It's not like something that you're going to do, something you're going to accomplish because you're nice, because you never say a bad word, because you're always on time. No, God trusted you from day one. It's going to make you the righteousness of God. And when you actually realize, OMG, I am the righteousness of God. I was made the righteousness of God in him and you start living from there then it's different then you're never late then you don't have this impulse always to try to be you know assertive and strong and walk into sin just because you need to show who's the man or who's the woman in charge or you don't have to you are the righteousness of God my sheep hear my voice I have to call anybody except the new people <laughs> and not my sheep yet <laughs> They come three times. That's where they were teaching us in this pastor's conference. It's a one-day conference <laughs> real quick. If people come three times, if you manage to make them come three times, there's a chance. There's a one in a tenth chance that that person might stay as a member. So don't get discouraged because people come in and they don't leave. They came to get their healing. They come shopping. Don't get upset. That's what we're here for. Don't get discouraged. We're here to be a blessing. And then people, oh, you know what? Ah, this is my people. This is my thing. It's my jam. And they want to stay. And then we start a relationship. They become the ship. This is how this part of the body of Christ expresses itself. Amen? Then my ship will hear my voice and they will obey my voice. It's not hard. Follow? Amen. What did I send you last? So Isaiah 45 and, and 9 and Romans 9.20, they both are taking about, they're, they're both talking about, you know, clay. It's talking about us. Clay, jars made out of clay. It's talking about humans telling God, arguing back with the Lord. You don't get to argue back with the Lord. He made you the righteousness of God in Christ. But I don't feel it. Doesn't matter. We're giving the example. You were made a chair, you have plastic and iron running through your being. You have the love of God, you have the forgiveness of God, you have the power of God running through your veins, and it has nothing to do with how you feel. Nothing. You just learn to use it fast and quick to repent. Lord, I'm sorry I got drawn into that argument. I, I knew it was a trap from the get go. I am sorry. And then the Bible says, go and tell your brother who offended you. What? <laughs> it's not telling you, go and, and, and forgive the brother you offended. It's not saying that. It's saying, go tell that brother that offended you that you're sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it can be painful. The Bible says, this is a series of contracts 
in order for this to work, what do we do? What he says. But you don't know, Pastor. Whatever excuse you have, we're going to go full circle. I'm going to hold you by your little hand, and I'm going to go, yes, honey, I know. Oh, yeah, let me change your again. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. And then whenever we're done with whatever therapy you need to hear and whatever Jan makes you use, then we're going to go back to the same thing. But you are going to go back. You are going to go back to the person that offended you. You're going to tell them to forgive you if you want to out of that hole. Jesus was trying to give the Pharisees a way out. He called them donkeys. Which of you are not going to go into the Sabbath and get the donkey out of the hole? <laughs> You want out of that? You want out of that hole? Do what I'm telling you to do. And they were like, "He's calling us donkeys." <laughs> I had to spell it out for you. <laughs> this was tough, man, and loving and kind. But he rubbed them the wrong way. They wanted to kill him. So why do you expect something different from the love letters I'm gonna get in the mail and all the? Beautiful things about my doctrine that I'm going to get on email. I don't care. I mean, I love you. There's <laughs> no difference whatsoever. This is what God says. This is what the Lord says. You want your life to work? Work this way. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Stay on the hall and be happy. Yes? All right. Colossians. It's the book of Colossians. Chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2, we're going to verse 20. The Bible reads, 20, Therefore, if you died with Christ, from the basic principles of the world, why... As though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Let me put it on the Amplified. If then you have died with Christ to material ways of looking at things and have escaped from the world's crude and elemental notion and teachings of externalism, why do you live as if you still belong to the world? Why do you submit to rules and regulations such as do not handle this, do not taste that? He's talking directly to a Jewish community that are looking down on all these new non-Jewish believers. You know? And I understand from the health Part of it, you should wash your hands before you eat. But they were doing it as a religious thing. I understand circumcision it was part of their covenant. But it was determined that you don't have to circumcise yourselves. Circumcise your heart. And we're good. So why do we have to submit to these regulations, these rules the world has for us? In order to. Accomplish God's will for your life. Why do I have to go and, and drink at the party so I get a, the, 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 the favor of my boss at the party for the, for the office? Why do I have to do that? 
the, if the only reason that places still exist, still in business, is because I am there. I'm not there so I can prosper. God put me there so they don't go down. I don't care if it's Walmart. I don't care if it's Kmart. I don't care how big that is. The only reason they're in business is because the amount of life is there. And the only one that has the life is the Christian man or woman that walks around with the love of God in their hearts. Watch just a few, just a few, give it a few years, all these companies that are, you know, being sure that the wrong elements are there because of whatever they want to, they want to be sure that they're with the wrong side of the Bible. Just give it some time. There's nothing, nothing beats the word of God. Nothing. Nothing. Takes some time, but it gets there. This is out of time. Nothing. We do it his way, but it's not going to work. So if you died, if you died, if you're dead to that, then you do things God's way. And when you're dead to these things of the world, Colossians 2.20 is basically talking about we're dead to these things of the world, the way that the world wants to make us do things. I scratch my back, you scratch my back. That's evil. That's satanic. No, you come and volunteer. I don't have any money to pay you. and Thank you. That's that. And I know somebody's going to open a door. I know you're going to get a raise. I know money's coming. I try to be good to my volunteers. But I, I, I can't pay them a salary, and, and they're not in a salary place. They come here, and they sow seed because they know. Every time I do something for this ministry, doors are open. Every time I do something here, things happen for me. My lion, anybody here? Even if it's joy, <laughs> just come out happy. What happened? I just cleaned the bathrooms. <laughs> we, don't even, we don't even make and clean the bathrooms around here. But it's true. You start serving, and you're joyful. And you don't know why. You start doing things the way God says to do things. You're dead to the ways the world do things. I don't have to do things the way the world does them. I have to do things the way the Bible does them, the way God wants me to do them according to the word of God. You're always going to be on top. It's always going to come out working for you. I have a couple more scriptures here. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Primera de Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6. And in 1 Corinthians 6, we're going to read 1 Corinthians 6. We're going to read verse 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you're not your own? So you're dead to the world. You don't do things the way the world does things. When he says submit to, submit to one another, it's not just, oh, your pastor had to submit. to No, 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 go read the Bible carefully. Be careful. This is an army. You just go to the captain and like, what's up? Mm. Captain might be nice. Captain might be friendly. Still the captain. So there's an honor. Here in, here in the States, it's hard to understand this honor thing. When I go to, when I go to Cuba and I told these pastors, we're not the same. They get purple. <laughs> because the demon of communism told them, we're all the same. And you don't get to sit down in one of those 12 chairs in heaven 
I don't care who you know. <laughs> I don't care who you're friends with. <laughs> I don't care who's your mama. <laughs> you're not sitting there. <laughs> okay? So we're not the same. There is an army. There's a thing called honor. And this generation, Bible says, as we get to the coming of the Lord, honorless generation. And it was hard. It's always been hard to go to Cuba to teach the young people about honor. How does it work? No, no, no. But this guy and me would, no, 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 no. This guy has been serving here and cleaning these bathrooms for years. He's the first one that comes here. He's the last one that comes here. He doesn't know how to read and read and read and write like you do. But he is more vital for this church than you and all your 15 little titles on the wall. And you're a dog. And you talk to these people like they owe you something. You need to learn about honor. You have no idea what you're doing. You're actually playing with your own life. You should see this guy and you should get out of your way and love on him and ask him if there's any, anything you can do for him. That's called honor. That's called opening your eyes spiritually and see the medals, who really is a lieutenant, who really is being a Marine, who has the patch, who went to war. And if you're deep spiritual, you actually see it. And you're like, wow, stuff is for real. Christianity, we're a family. There's a business part to it. If you don't minister well, we're worthy of Jesus. And I was taking care of my daddy's business. Good Jewish boy. Taking care of daddy's business. It's an army, it's a family, and it's a business. If you don't learn to work and function within those three dimensions of the church, it's hard to understand what's going on. It's hard to fit in. It's hard to find your place. It's hard. It gets harder. Where are we? First Corinthians 6, 19. Did I read 22? 20th. 19, 7, 19 I read, right? 6, 6, 19. Now let me read 20. For we were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are who? Just your spirit is God's. You get to watch whatever stupid thing you want to watch in the internet because you're doing research. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're doing research. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Your body belongs to who? God. Your body belongs to the Lord. Amen? Yes? That's hard. I had to lose all this weight. I'm abusing God's property. That's a problem for me. How are you going to do it? I'm gonna, no, I'm going to do it easy. Easy. His joke is easy. I had to do nothing. I had to start doing what he will do. Because I've done the, the lose weight before. I've done the try to be nice before. But not with his way. Not with his way of doing things. But my way. That's what always fails. So whatever you have to do in your life, whether it be money, finances, or learning to forgive, or learning, you can. His love was poured down in your heart. You are full of the love of God. You were made like him. You were made in his image. 
Yes, you have enough love to forgive anyone for anything. Then when you react to that abuse, love comes out. And if it's enough abuse where you need to go and tell the police, you should. You should. Because you're God's property. And somebody is abusing God's property. And you're saving their lives. Because they're abusing God's property. And it will bring death. Because God will put up with this for some time. So it will not necessarily kill the person. God's not in the killing business. But it will bring death to that relationship. In order to protect. It will bring death to that job. In order to protect your anointing. And you have to know when to get in and when to get out. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'll tell you a million times. God doesn't need that job to protect your finances. God needs you there because somebody's going to hell in that place. It's the only reason. So if you try to get strong, if you try to be a good testimony in that place, if you try to, then maybe it's time to pray for another place to, to spend eight hours a day. You don't spend eight hours a day sometimes with your children or your husband or your loved ones. So it's important. Your job place is very important. If you can handle the, the, the pressure, if you're not influenced on them, I'm telling you, every restaurant I work as a manager or as a waiter, they nickname me the, the hotel. They used to, used to call me the crusader. And everybody knew in the hotel, you're sick, go find Brother Gio, he'll pray for you. This is a hotel. I remember that manager finds me in some room with some guy that wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we're union, so big mafia, they cannot fire me. <laughs> so I was wrong. I was immature. I should have waited until my shift. Thanks God, the guy received the Holy Spirit. It took five minutes. But and they're praying for this guy. And the manager comes in. And he sees me there. And we're like, And the guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's almost falling on the floor. And I'm trying to catch him. And then the manager walks in. And I'm like, and he's like, okay. <laughs> he just... <laughs> He didn't say anything. He just stood there. He didn't say anything. Okay. He just closed the door and took off. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a true story. God is, God is, I have a few of those. <laughs> it's really good. So if you can't be the biggest influence in that place, then you need to be the biggest influence in that place. And if it's not, then maybe the devil has a carrot dangling in front of you to keep you in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I get it. You don't want that. It's best to be with the right person in a little, little tiny little, eating a little meal. <sighs> it's going to satisfy you more. And you're happy. They're in a big house with a lot of stuff. And for what? You're not happy. And you eat these big fancy meals and you're not happy. They don't even, they don't even satisfy you. So it's all a condition of your heart. You go back all to the condition, your relationship with that person is being determined by your relationship with the Lord. Knowing how to handle things from the word of God. If you're full of his words, if his words abide in you, John 15, then, then we're in business. Because now we're talking both, we're talking lang the same language. Here in Cobble, and you're here in another computer language, you can stay there 50 years, and you're never going to get what you're trying to get done. Never. 
Now, to humans, you might get some things done. Hey, how are you? You know, we do signals, whatever. But if there is a black curtain in between and you, only, you depend on words only, it's going to be hard to communicate. Sounds like this. Sounds like that. You're doing the same thing with God. You're hinting. See, oh, this might be God. Oh, this might. No, I know what God wants. I don't know how to get it, but I am, I am 100% sure this is what we're going to do. Ah, how? That's not my problem. He's got a problem. But it's going to be smaller. And, but we have to drive a, a car that is a little less. You want to be in God's will? You want every meal to be awesome? You want to be at peace? Then you have to do things God's way. And for some people, believe it or not, to do God's will, you have to drive a very nice, expensive car. Because people are very limited. I was going to say a strong word. <laughs> people are very limited on their flesh. They're not going to buy from you because you're only driving a little Volkswagen. And, but you know, you look smart. And this guy has a beautiful black Mercedes, 2000, you know, whatever year you're watching this, 19, 20, 21, 2030. Brand new Mercedes park out there. He walks in here because it's eccentric with his tattoos. But that dude, he needs that car for business. And God knows. And he's trying to help him do better business. And it's God's will for you to drive that expensive car. So it's not the same for everybody. It's not one size fits all at all. So don't judge this way and don't judge the other way. Um, is it making sense? We go back to the same thing. We go back to doing his perfect plan, doing his love. Something you do is something that happens. Amen? Is this helping anyone? All right. Let's go to, we're going to start wrapping this up. And I'm going to say it's my last scripture. <laughs> five more minutes. I got five more minutes and 45 seconds. First John, Primera de Juan. Primera de Juanito. First John, three. Then you go to Peter and second Peter. And this is over here, sticking this little pages over here. First John, we're going to chapter three, capítulo tres, and we're going to start reading on verse 12. Actually, I'm sorry. First John three, I'm going to read one. Verse 1 and then 2. First John 3, 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God before anything you are what? Child. If you had a good parent, then this will help you a lot, this verse. If you had a bad parent, I mean, my, my, dad, my dad never abused me, but he was never there. So that created a lot of problems where I was put in a situation to be abused by other people. So God had to restore a lot of that confidence. God had to work for years to, to I love them. I know you, you, I know you die for me, but I don't believe you can buy me a car. I mean, you're a nice guy. But we don't have that kind of relationship. That doesn't, 
My dad. Some people's dad did. And they come, and they come to the Lord, and they don't have to deal with that baggage. And they believe God for, God for a car and a house, and a car and a house pop up in two weeks, and you're like, you just, you just became a Christian. What the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have a rotten dad like you did. That mark you so deep. That it makes it so hard to believe that a dad can do that. It took me like four years to do good on my children to go swim with dolphins, and I regret every second of it, and I'm telling God next time I'm going to be faster. Why? Because it's, it's an excuse from the devil. Whenever my children are believing for something, it's going to take forever, but it will come. No, I'm sorry, children. I, I apologize to my children. Please forgive me. That was wrong. It took too long. But I did right. But God's not going to take as long as daddy. He's got. He's got everything. He owns it. All the gold on the hills, all the silver on them, the cattle, the houses, everything. He owns it all on the thousand hills. But he can take us a long time, like, I, like it, it did in my case. Gain back that trust, to, to, for the Lord to gain that trust because of somebody else's doing. So when you're called children of God, that's not just something cute. That's a title. Are you kidding me? We are the children of God. Am I talking cool today? Or what? <laughs> You're gonna have to send me uh, to Colombia more often, right? <laughs> Let me go preach to these people over here. <laughs> so that's not, that's not easy to understand sometimes, but you need to really dig on that. We are the children of God. And in some families, that might not mean anything. But in some families, that's a big deal. We're driving to the airport with pastor that I'm staying with. And out of the sudden, three Toyotas, not Land Cruiser, another. They're like all kind of on the same place same time and he's like ah oh, might as well let them go because they can get nervous and i go oh wow yeah they're 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 driving around some little car or something somebody's daughter is in that car and people will pay with their lives if you don't get away that's how you have to know about your daddy in heaven your his angels are around you you're precious to him you're his little daughter. Somebody's going to pay ugly if they lift up a finger against you. He is spared. No angels and no expense to take care of you. And you like living in that little raggedy little house? Oh, cool. No problem. You might be eccentric because your daddy's loaded, loaded. But your daddy here on earth did you wrong and it's going to be up to that relationship, restoring that relationship with your heavenly father to believe him, not to believe him, to restore that relationship. You don't have to believe him. He's waiting for you to give the order because he wants you to have everything that you need to do what he called you to do and plenty more to put in store. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to the His Plan For You podcast. 
we believe that your tithes belong to your local church. However, your partnership and love offerings will empower us to continue bringing the message of His perfect plan for you to the world. For more information, please visit wghm.org.